Welcome to the latest EG Like Sunday Morning. This week, I am joined by Emily Wright and Piers Wayner for an episode filled with contrasts. Uh, not between Emily and Piers, they're both brilliant. But uh, we are going to be celebrating the best and the brightest who shone at this week's Tech Awards. And then we have quite the opposite uh, on show uh, in Downing Street. So um, let's get that whole unedifying saga out of the way first. Uh, with an acknowledgement that, unusually for EGLSM, we are recording this on Thursday afternoon uh, for scheduling reasons. Um, so the PM has pre-resigned, uh, but he will remain in number 10 until the autumn as at time of recording, uh, while a leadership race is underway. Uh, so what what did you both make uh, of, the, of the resignation speech and, and the notice period? As a, a resignation speech without mention at any stage of of resignation <laughs> I mean <laughs> I, obviously that is that is what it was but um yeah he couldn't bring himself to say the word could he um well I think I feel how everybody feels about it Piers you put it you'll put it better than I will I'm sure oh, I don't think so um no it was extraordinary wasn't it it was it was more um it felt like a, a friendly telling off to everybody who had stopped him from being able to achieve the brilliant things that he would have achieved if only we hadn't been so mean Mm. and well not us not we be so mean but you know his his own cabinet being so mean and required um what was it uh like moral standards and um appropriate behavior in higher office i'm just trying to point Um, yes Yes, only when, only when it concerns housing ministers, interestingly enough, former housing ministers. Um, but yeah, it was it was a speech that seemed seemed almost almost congra- congratulatory. It was it was fascinating when you compare it with something like Thatcher's speech, which you know she was fighting back the tears and and seemed to be um, you know, incredibly regretful. This there, there was not a trace of any regret other than for the. Um, the, the rather poor choices made by his own colleagues. And Agreed. And I think um, there was something that, that really struck me, which I don't think anyone else, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but at one point he was talking about the British public and he used a word, I mean, I can't quote verbatim, but he said something along the lines of, you know, he'd always been amazed by the people who demonstrate such incredible British and here's the word originality and I just think that's an interesting word to choose isn't it you know not strength tenacity kindness brilliance greatness was that him basically saying I think you're all a load of weirdos (laughs) (laughs) sounded like it to me uh well them's the breaks uh (laughs) after all um and Piers, do you think that 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 where we are now will be pretty much the state of play on Sunday morning, or, or will there be more twists to come? I think there's inevitably going to be more twists. I mean, this is this. Uh, sure, I mean, this is this is obviously a better. T- I'm sounding like Boris Johnson. Um, this is obviously a better <laughs> choice than us pretending that we are doing it live on Sunday morning because obviously something will have changed. Um, I think it, it's moving so quickly. Who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of days? It's taken us two days to get from the point of Sajid Javid and Rishi Sunak handing in their letters, 11 minutes apart, um, to what, what was it? We've got 58 resignations from uh, no, 50 odd resignations from the uh, from the cabinet, and the ministerial bench. We've had Michael Gove being sacked. 
we've had people being appointed and then immediately turning around and saying thanks for the job but actually i don't support you i think you should disappear now um even a resignation um immediately after after having been given the job i mean it's been it's been absolutely dizzying uh, so, yeah, I think by the time people are listening to this on Sunday morning, we, we could have Boris Johnson reinstalled as protector for life and um, a, a new glorious republic. Um, who knows? I mean, it could be anything. Um, or, we may have had three more chancellors between, exactly. between now and then as well. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I th- I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that there is some sort of solidity now that we've we've had the sort of. A, a partial reshuffle at least and some people appointed to positions that they will hold for who knows maybe at least a couple of days from a real estate perspective uh what do you think uh this cabinet turmoil and the inevitable change at the top will mean for planning reform and the leveling up agenda and the housing crisis i mean yeah. are we back to square one on all that kind of thing i mean it, it worryingly looks like we are obviously all of those policies and all of those those plans are still going through the system. They they're the the leveling up and regeneration bill act um, is still having its 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 component parts bolted onto it. The consultation papers are still going out. You know, all of that is still happening. But for even though I know lots of people in the industry have issues with the choices that Michael Gove, for instance, makes and some of his ways of of um, dealing with the industry but he was at least driving that all through because you've got at the heart of the the leveling up bill is essentially a planning bill that in some form or another has been kicking around for what two three years bits of it for five years um but it was it was slowly going through that i think with the housing crisis we we've now had a, a a record it's an actual record for the shortest reigning uh, housing minister in Stuart Andrew, who claimed that he'd been in post for six months, when in fact it's one day under five months, meaning that he was there for even less time than I think Dominic Raab. Does anyone remember Dominic Raab being housing minister? I mean, it's it, it is worrying. And now with um, with uh, with Greg Clark being the new Leveling Up secretary, there there was a point when when it looked as though there might be a reset that. Boris Johnson would say, "Okay, fine, I will go. And then maybe some people, I think, Emily, you were saying this before, weren't you, that that maybe some people who'd been, who either resigned or been told to quit, like Michael Gove, um, would then come back and there would be some continuity. But no, we've got we've got a completely new secretary of state for levelling up. And with with Greg Clark um, coming in as as, uh, levelling up secretary, I mean, that, that could be seen as a safe pair of hands. He's held sort of the same role before back in uh, 2015 although fairly briefly I, I think um but whether that will be seen as some form of continuity or not i mean it's incredibly hard to tell it's a really worrying period of flux very well said uh, uh <laughs> um, it flux, is... particularly like that it is a little bit like a game of musical chairs where there are more chairs than people i guess at, at the moment yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed um, one commentator who came out with the um, the the idea that it was rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic as the rats left the sinking ship. <laughs> um, and are there any views emerging as to to who real estate uh, would most like to see in number ten after, uh, at the end of all this, and which candidates might have the most to offer the industry? 
it feels like honestly it's it's in such a state of flux at the moment that actually no one really knows i think mm. that everyone's just a bit um mm. you know it's such a mess and it is it's you know it's been all about what's happened and what's going to happen next um, and I think in, in a rather I don't want to speak for everybody and I might be wrong but in a rather unusual state of affairs for the real estate sector and the sector does love to look ahead and does love to know where it stands particularly when it comes to government I don't think anyone's got their head around it yet um, you know I don't think anyone really knows who's left I don't think anyone really knows what the options are <laughs> I just I think, know, that's, just, it. I think that's right I think like, uh, well now what Everybody's just trying to, you know, there's so much coming out that I think it's just, it's enough to just keep on top of what's happened, let alone mm-hmm. think about what you'd like to happen. It's almost like you, you don't really want to get invested because you never <laughs> know when they're just going to be like, actually, no, I'm off again. Or, da-da, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, I want to do something completely different. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a bit a bit difficult to know what's happening one day to the next. I think we'll probably have a better idea um, in the next, you know, few weeks maybe 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 even a few months i don't know it is all a bit up in the air to say the least we've we've got the 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 prospect of a caretaker government until october Hmm. yeah um i mean that's nobody wants that no nobody wants that that uncertainty but i mean who knows yes i i think hopefully it'll all settle down and things will start happening again and we can touch wood and hope well, let's uh, let's turn the spotlight instead to some uh, far more deserving candidates, uh, Emily. Uh, this week, <laughs> you returned to the stage uh, at last uh, for an in-person tech awards. Uh, how did it go and, and how did it compare to your experiences of doing things virtually in 2020 and 2021? Do you know, it was it was one of those it was one of those things where I don't know if I can say this in a way that will, you know, sort of properly show off how much I mean this but it was brilliant and you know we say that about stuff that we do because of course it is brilliant um but it 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 really was there was something about the vibe that we haven't had before um it's always been a great event um Mm -hmm. particularly in real life you know 2018 and 19 were real life events they've always been great full of energy but it was different this year there was something just really really lovely about everybody coming back together everyone was so excited It, it was such a positive experience to the point where you know after the event I always get quite nervous after the awards of seeing the shortlisted candidates that didn't win even though it's not my you know I'm not mm. I'm not one of the judges um and of course everyone's always fine but this year everyone was particularly fine you know everyone was just happy to be there happy to be nominated happy to have some champagne and some you know um vegan tacos they weren't all vegan by the way um <laughs> they were just there for you know those who wanted um and everyone was so happy to be back and it felt really really good and you know it felt as well that people were allowing it felt we felt allowed to be happy because you know apart from everything that's been going on here in the UK with with what's happening with our our government or that thereof lack thereof um it's been a really tough first half of the year um you know market wise not to mention geopolitically just really really tough um and you know celebrating some achievements while it's not to you know detract from any of the stuff that's been happening um it did feel like a like a nice thing to be able to do um we had um 12 great categories some you know all of our innovation awards that's split into three 
I mean, some of those we had over 30 entries just for one mm. one category. Um, the ESG um, category was very, very toughly fought with loads of entries and bridging the gap always is goes to an individual. Um, and this year it went to James Palat from GPE, which was so well deserved, so fantastic. And um, GPE had a really good, good, uh, a good day. They also won the Innovation Award for Business. Um, but we saw so it was great to see a mixture of some of the the more long-standing um, real estate companies picking up awards, some of the newer tech companies picking up awards. There are some names on on the list there that hadn't really been even in, sort of invented. Is that the right word? Founded <laughs> um, when we started the awards. You know, it's just such an exciting, mm. fast-moving industry, um, and it felt it felt really good. So I had I had a lovely time. Piers, did you have a nice time? You were there too. I did. I had a very nice time. I think my my standout image of the whole night was was seeing. James uh, walking around with with both trophies, one in each (laughs) hand, and just looking so pleased. It was lovely. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. I kept getting someone to raise them up, actually, which I think after a while, they're they're heavy. Also, a workout. Exactly. Um, Yeah, it was hugely well-deserved. So it was all positive and wonderful, but, you know, we can always improve, we can always learn, and I did stand up on stage at the end of the awards and um I didn't want to detract from any of the people who'd won um but I did say something and actually it was very well received by everyone who won and everyone else in the room which I was pleased about um so the entries that we had were fantastic and the winners that we had from those entries were the best of the best and as I said they needed to be and will be completely raucously and unreservedly celebrated but um, we could have seen a lot more diversity in our entries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I called out on stage and I'm calling out now to all of our amazing, all of the amazing female minority founders, tech and real estate professionals, general stars and legends that we know are out there. Sorry, that's me again. Um, <laughs> to to please enter next year. Please, please enter because there is a lot, there's a lot of room for more diversity within those entries and we'd like to see that. And that would certainly be raucously and unreservedly celebrated too. So um, it's not something that we're going to dwell on as a negative because it was a fantastic day, but it's something that will be um, to be worked on and will make things even better next yep. year. Beyond. Always, always good to make further strides forward. And I'm sure we will, we will repeat that clarion call uh, in the run-up uh, to next year's uh, Tech Awards. Now, um, as people who are regular listeners uh, and have heard you on EGLSM before know, I do like to do a little something special when we have both of you on at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so I know Emily's not a huge fan of the quiz, so I've got a, a different game for you to play today. Um, so uh, as Piers uh, noted earlier on, among the flood of resignations this week was Housing Minister Stuart Andrew, uh, who only took over the notoriously revolving role uh, in February. So what we're going to do is we're going to play an updated version of a classic game show favourite, which I'm calling Play Your Housing Ministers Right. Oh, no. Uh, so this, oh, this, no. Is, this is this is what we have to do. So it's, it's very different from Play Your Cards Right for legal reasons, obviously. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to start you off uh, with a housing minister from the past. And from there, I'm going to turn over each successive housing minister, uh, tell you their name, uh, and you have to tell me whether the number of days in the job, their number of days in the job, was higher or lower than their predecessor. See? Simple. Brilliant. 
So <laughs> if you get it right, you stay in charge of the board and the person in control of the board at the end is the winner. <laughs> OK, so obviously, if we had if we had the budget, we'd, we'd have like giant oversized panini stickers of all the housing ministers uh, that I could turn over. But this is a podcast, so I'm just going to give you their names. Uh, uh, I've gone all the way back to 2005 uh, when Yvette Cooper served what was practically a political epoch uh, by staying in the job for two years, seven months and 14 days. So that's Yvette Cooper. So let's start with Emily in charge of the board as we begin. I'm going to name Cooper's successor, and all you have to do to stay in control is tell me higher or lower than Yvette Cooper. Okay. So, Caroline Flint. Oh, I seem to remember she was a bit in and out. I'm going to say lower. You are right. Caroline Flint, eight months and nine days. Okay. A famous name next. Margaret Beckett. Emily, higher or lower? Yeah, I think it was about the same. Can I say the same? <laughs> um, I mean, you're you're very close, but it is by 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 a mere seven days, it is one side or the other. No. <laughs> um, higher. It's lower, so oh. control control of the board passes to peers, who showed a, a remarkable seven days. I mean, I the, even the ministers themselves don't know how long they've been in for. I mean, uh, what's a month between friends? They're shocked and they find out how long they've been in. Like, <laughs> eight months. Eight months. Oh my god. That's but nice. still, still, there's plenty of time, plenty of time to get control back, Emily. Even though peers showed remarkable command of uh, the durations of housing ministers earlier on. So, following on from Margaret Beckett. Uh, who served for eight months and two days, Piers. We have John Healy, higher or lower? I'm going to go higher. It is higher. 11 months and six days for John Healy. I hope everyone's gripped by this at home. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, OK, next, Piers. Grant Shapps, higher than low, higher or lower than John Healy? Well, how long was Healy? Healy was about 11 months, wasn't he? Um, Healy was 11 months and six days. I think... I think Shaps is lower. I think it was about nine. Uh, gestation not period lower. of a human being. It's not lower. Not lower. It's much higher. Grant Shaps was two years, three months, two and 22 years. days. Well, that just flew by, didn't it? It's probably, I'm probably <laughs> okay. getting confused because he's more than one person, isn't he? <laughs> uh, control passes back to Emily. Uh, so uh, Grant Shaps, as I said, two years, three months, 22 days. So next we have Mark Prisk. Oh, God. Mark Prisk. I embarrassed myself in front of Mark Prisk twice. I've interviewed him twice and I embarrassed myself in front of him both times. <laughs> both times he was housing minister, it was horrendous. But but um, how how far apart were those interviews? This is what you now have to try and <laughs> recollect. Uh, is it higher or lower than Grant Shapps? What I did, it was awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be lower, hasn't it? I mean, two years and three months is a ridiculous amount of time to serve in such a role. It is lower. It's one year, one month and three days. What just what did you do? We have to know. Uh, the first one, I interviewed him entirely with um, pen um, on my nose. And the photographer afterwards said you have pen in your nose. And then I texted Mark Prisk. This is the Conservative Party conference. I texted him to apologise for said pen. I don't think that phone number was meant to be used for that kind of correspondence. I think it was more like a <laughs> like, logistical thing. I never got a response. 
Um, and the second time was that um, when I interviewed him, my phone rang and my dad is in my phone under <laughs> the name that my friends gave him, which is Big D. Like he's always been Big D. Uh, his name's David. He's not even that big, but we call him Big D. And so <laughs> Big D kept coming up on my phone and it did look like my drug dealer was phoning me. <laughs> or worse, possibly. Uh, OK, yeah. well, you, you've, you've kept command of the board and you've shared embarrassing stories from, from your past. So everybody's a winner so far. Uh, so Chris Hopkins is next. Uh, higher or lower than Mark Prisk? I mean, I honestly have no idea. So I'll say low. <laughs> it is lower. Chris oh, Hopkins, no nine months and eight days. Uh, any embarrassing stories about Chris Hopkins? No. Disappointing. I'm very good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Can we go <laughs> all the way lie. to the end? Next, we have Brandon Lewis. Higher or lower than Chris what Hopkins? Was, what was Chris Hopkins again? Chris Hopkins was nine months and eight days. Okay. Higher. It is higher. Brandon Lewis, two years and a day. So next, Gavin Barwell. Oh, lower. That was like. Right. Uh, Emily is on fire. Uh, Gavin Barwell, 10 months and 23 days. Next, Alok Sharma. Alok Sharma. I'm going to go lower again. It is lower again. <sighs> Six months and 26 days. Next, uh, mentioned earlier on in this podcast, we have Dominic Raab. Higher or lower than oh. Alok Sharma? Well, Piers gave that away. I might have been wrong. Crucial. I quite often am. <laughs> I'm going to go with Piers and say lower because you said it is lower. Yeah. Exactly six months, Piers. It's coming back to haunt you. Your, your knowledge has been used against you. Um, OK, Emily. Next. There are only four left. Can you go oh. all the way? Hit Malthouse, higher or lower than Dominic Raab? Well, it's got to be higher than six months. It is higher than six months. P Piers is looking nervous. Uh, one year and 16 days for Kit Malthouse. Oh, then it gets tricky. Because... It, it does get tricky from here on in. So next, Esther McVeigh. Oh. Lower. It is lower. Uh, six months and 20 days. Yes. I think we have found your game, This is <laughs> impressive this, this, stuff. This one could be crucial. Uh, next, Christopher Pincher, higher or lower than Esther McVeigh? It's all going to go wrong. Hang on a minute. 2019. So, no. Ooh, no, because that wasn't it. That was something. That was the other. That she's, was. She's calculating dates in her head. She's been keeping track from the start. <laughs> <laughs> What was Esther McVeigh again? Esther McVeigh was six months and 20 days. Okay, I'm going to go higher. It is higher than Esther McVeigh. Christopher Pincher served 11 months and 16 days. So the final card, Stuart Andrew, higher or lower than Christopher Pincher to, to <laughs> claim victory? Should I throw it all away on this last one? Um, lower? It is correct. What a performance. What a, how many was that in a row? Who did you come in on? Did you come in on Mark Prisk or Grant Shapps? You came in on Mark Prisk. Because of the embarrassing stories. <laughs> I think that was, that was over a decade of, of housing ministers. That was 10 housing ministers uh, Emily just cycled through. 
Could we please, <laughs> we please make Samantha McClary and Damien Wilde aware of this? Because I don't think they think I was listening when we were talking about doing peace on housing ministers as they went through. And I was. I not. will. It I was all complete fluke. <laughs> absolutely make sure that Sam and Damien listen to his peers. I mean, you didn't get a look in. No, no, rightly so. I think that was impressive. That was impressive stuff. It's and it's all because all because you you didn't remember Grant Shapps' two years, three months and 22 days. Oh, wow. I mean, Grant I doubt he can either. I interviewed him as housing minister as well. And um, <laughs> yeah, he 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 made a throwaway comment at the end about the colour of his tie. And I remember I got a call afterwards saying that they felt that it was um, a throwaway comment and that I shouldn't have been included. That should have been included and now you're making me think like I should have made more of it. Anyway. Coming what what colour was his tie? I mean, if it... On um, these... I'll find the interview. I can't remember why it was relevant, but um, maybe <laughs> it wasn't. Maybe that's why they were annoyed. Um, anyway, I, 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 did, I did go through a phase of interviewing housing ministers. Coming to books bookstores in 2023 my life in housing ministers uh the emily wright memoir it's gonna need so many chapters <laughs> uh brilliant well i mean that's probably the greatest uh performance that an eglsm quiz slash game has, has ever seen so well done emily i'm sure you'll be brilliant. you'll be bouncing for the rest of the day after that i will and i fully expect a freddo please oh absolutely uh Thank yes well deserved um thank you to you both um hopefully some of what we said remains relevant uh by the time this goes out on sunday morning uh if not we will uh, update the position further on a future episode uh, to everyone else you have been listening uh to eg like sunday morning <laughs>